Shabbat Shalom, everyone. You may be seated. This Shabbat, both to share some thoughts of his own and to share some thoughts on behalf of his son, Jonah, I asked uh, our friend and Shabbat regular, Jordan Waxman, to come forward and uh, share a Dvar Torah with us. Now, Jordan, many of you know, is an Iron Man, literally and figuratively. He has exercised and traveled all over the world. He has swam across different channels and cycled hundreds of miles and run very, very, very far. But I think that all of that pales in comparison to the achievements of seeing his three beautiful children being called to the Torah and the Shabbat, standing next to his beloved and sharing these moments, because I know of his deep connection to our tradition and to our Yiddishkeit and the family values that he instills and imbues at home and away from home. His commitment to ensuring everyone can study Torah, regardless of how they were fashioned by God. And today, I've asked him with that inspiration to share some thoughts with each of us. So without further ado, it's my honor to share the bima with the father of the Bar Mitzvah and our dear friend, Jordan Waxman. Bring the whole thing. Okay, I promised myself I wouldn't cry at the beginning. Shabbat Shalom, everyone. So this Parsha was about uh, numbers. And since I was a kid, I've always been counting. You know, left foot two times, right foot two times, hands, feet, always counting. In summer camp when I was 11 years old, I was excused from the table for, for, for drumming at lunchtime. So at age 11, I took up playing the drums, and 40 years later... Not only do I play, but my son Jacob has also taken up the torch. He's a counter, too, and I'm sure he'll be a prominent computer scientist very soon. As many of you also know, I also count for a living. Ratios, formulas, how much income or estate tax will be due, what multiple uh, a company is paying for an acquisition. Well, Bamidbar, our parsha, is all about numbers, so I figured we'd delve into it today and see what the numbers in Bamidbar meant. It is written that there were 603,550 draftable men in the tribes, plus 22,300 Levites, when the Israelites left Egypt. That's just the military. Some suggest there were as many as 3 million Israelites crossing the Red Sea and traveling for 40 years together in the desert. But although Parshat Bamidbar is mostly about accounting, and it might leave the math challenged wanting, it reinforces the notion that everyone in Judaism, whether the clergy, the people, or the Kohatites who provided maintenance for the temple, have a purpose and should be counted and remembered and appreciated. So I was reading in this year's Farmer's Almanac, which I do every year because it helps me in planting my garden, and it says that one in three people suffers from claustrophobia. Could it be in Egypt that at the time of Bamidbar, 200,000 soldiers living in tents for 40 years and another 800,000 men, women, and children were claustrophobic? Three weeks ago, we read in the commandments that you should not put an obstacle before the blind man or insult the deaf. So how many blind or deaf were there among the three million? According to the Center for Disease Control today, one in 68 children is diagnosed with autism and one in 42 boys. Imagine 15,000 soldiers and another 40,000 women, children, 
and elderly with social, communication, behavioral, or developmental disabilities. In Bamidbar, the, the Torah does not distinguish the types of Israelites, just their tribes. Everyone is counted the same. Everyone is a whole person in the eyes of the Torah, with the same opportunities and struggles, abiding by the same rules, and with a singular God, Adonai Echad, as the common numerator. So how is a Jewish person counted when he or she has a disability? Well, in, in Israel, the military actually employs those with special needs for their special skills, like code breaking and writing algorithms for the Department of Defense. When we as a family started thinking about this day, Rabbi Kirshner and Rebetz and Dori approached us and told us about the Matan program. Jonah had his bris in his shul and grew up attending Shabbos services with many of you and going to Hebrew school for some time. But it was clear he needed a smaller, quieter environment tailored to his needs in order to learn and grow Jewishly and prepare for bar mitzvah. The mission of Matan, which you can find at matankids.org, is Matan advocates for Jewish students with special needs, empowers their families, and educates Jewish leaders, teachers, and communities so that all Jewish children have access to a rich and meaningful Jewish education and tradition. In addition to inclusion programs, now seven synagogues, including um, Temple Emmanuel, have begun dedicated Matan programs. Jonah has been learning one-on-one -on -one with Allison Gur Ayyeh, who is an amazing soul, and to whom we are grateful in supporting Jonah in his Jewish growth. Cantor Singer, Rabbi Kirshner, Nama Haman also played huge roles, and Jonah expressed his pleasure at their help, guidance, and above all, patience and love. Karen and I have been honored to fund the Matan program for the past three years, helping dozens of ch Jewish children with special needs every year reach their bar and bat mitzvah with dignity, ruach, and, y and Yiddishkeit. Every child counts, and every Jewish child should be called to the Torah. Jonah chose as his mitzvah project a return to his roots. Like his older brother Jacob and sister Lily, who work at the JCC as counselors on, in the Sunday Funday program, Jonah went back to the first school he, is, he attended, the Alpine Learning Group in Paramus, to be a peer model to children with autism. Jonah knows how to encourage the children, help them make social connections, make eye contact, and even to point their finger at objects, what we call the building blocks of development. That's something we often take for granted. We cannot praise enough Bridget Taylor, Karen Gans, and all the people who helped Jonah learn how to learn and our resources to us today as we look for new programs and opportunities. It was 11 and a half years ago that Jonah began working with their outreach team, and we encourage you to look at the work that they and groups like New York Collaborates for Autism are doing as this huge number of children with autism will soon be a generation of adults and there is little infrastructure ready for them to be counted and to grow in adulthood. But back to numbers. Much as I like them, Bamit Bar is not my favorite parsha. Kitisa, now that is a good 20 minutes out of the Ten Commandments with Charlton Heston. Moses goes up Mount Sinai for 40 nights, talks to God who inscribes the Ten Commandments. Moses carries the tablets down the mountain. In the meantime, the Israelites revolt, Aaron hears their complaints and tells them to melt their gold rings and fashion a golden calf as a god to go before the people. 
They throw a huge, people throw a huge party. Moses comes down. He smashes the tablets, goes back up, gets more commandments, and ultimately tens of thousands of non-believers are killed by sword and plague. Kitisa has action, adventure, drama, not numbers. But it also contains a very special number itself, the Jewish lucky number, 13. We live in a superstitious world in which elevators don't even have floors marked 13, when in, in fact it is, it is filled with power and meaning. Parsha Kita has the 13 attributes of God. It's a prayer I say in the morning when I wake up and before I go to sleep. Adonai, Adonai, El Rachum Vichanun, Erech Apaim, Verav Chesed Vehemet, Notzer Chesed Lalafim, Notzer Avon Vafeshach, Vechata Amenake. God is merciful, is truthful, he's slow to anger, compassionate kind and forgiving. 13 is so significant that the 13 attributes are actually repeated 13 times on Yom Kippur. Other 13s in Judaism, the very foundation of Judaism is the 13 tribes of Israel, the 11 sons of Jacob and the two sons of Joseph. Maimonides, the Rambam, the great codifier of Jewish law, compiled what he referred to as Shlosha Asar Ikarim, the 13 principles of Jewish faith. God exists, God is one, he's eternal, the Torah is of divine origin, and so forth. In Gematria, Jewish numerology, if you add the numbers representing the letters in both the words for love, ahava, and one, echad, they both equal 13. So is it a coincidence, then, that the bar mitzvah age is also 13? Now, why is it when a boy is 13, he's called to the Torah for the first time, and then required to observe the commandments? Perhaps our elders knew that the changes and transformations that a boy goes through at age 13, and and, and then he unified and sanctified it with everything else going on in life. Before the age of 13, a boy is in the care of others. At 13, he becomes responsible and accountable for his actions. Unlike a boy, a man needs to think about fulfilling his potential and then taking care of himself and others. So why tie puberty and growing up with the attributes of the... of the 13 attributes and the 13 principles of faith. I believe it is because in order to fulfill one's potential, hard work, faith in God, and and humility are critical. Admitting to God and the congregation, here I am, fulfilling my duty and growing, not under the care of others, but thanks to the grace of God. Karen and I now have three children of Bar and Bat Mitzvah, all learning and experiencing life and the world challenging themselves to achieve. We pray that in addition to growing, that they come to know and internalize the power of tefillah, teshuvah, and tzedakah in their lives and hearts. It's chayim hi, it's a tree of life, lemachazikim ba, for those who cling to it. So what lies ahead? After 13 and growing up, how do we know what our final number is? When is our time or our number up? Well, no one knows for sure, but I think Meir Shalev, the Israeli author, had it right. One of my favorite books is The Loves of Judith, which has been translated into many languages. To me, it's pure poetry. Shalev says that we're all living with little cracks, little fissures inside of us. Some open up, and then the big guy calls our number, or they stay closed and we live a long time. The number is a mystery. My Zeta Joe, Zecher Tzadik Livracha, after whom Jonah is, is, is named, passed 30 years ago at the young age of 68, just before my bar mitzvah. He definitely passed too soon, 
and his wife Molly, also mayor of blessed memory, lived to the age of 100. My other grandfather, Paul, whose Hebrew name Pinchas David, Jonah also took, he lived to excess, or he did everything to excess. He even got thrown through a windshield, and he lived to age 92. But so no one really knows, no one really knows what that number is. Nevertheless, he lived to a fullness of days. The Torah refers to our ancestors as having lived a fullness of days, not years, so we may remember each day and live it to the fullest, which brings us to counting this very day. Although I'm certain every bar and bat mitzvah sees the ritual as challenging, it truly is under the easiest of circumstances. Lily and Jacob had attended Solomon Schechter for five years, and their day was still full of anxiety. In Jonah's case, as Hillary Clinton said, it took a village. So why then did we ask Jonah to read on this day, this Shabbat, the Maftir, Kaddish, Brachot, Haftarah, in front of the entire congregation? The reasons are simple. This day, this synagogue, these people are the oasis of life, like a spring of water in the Negev, date palms at the Dead Sea, pomegranates in Eilat. No matter how hard life or work or relationships are, every Shabbat one can sing with family and friends, learn something from a sermon or a parsha, show compassion to those in mourning, touch, hold, or read from the Torah. And unlike a book club where the book changes and the title changes every week, it's the same book with the same chapter next year at this time with more layers than an ogre or an onion or a parfait. Because as Eddie Murphy said, Everybody loves the poffy. <laughs> Whether or not one is here today, like Jonah's grandparents, Arthur, Sandy, Lenny, Dorothy, who came from miles away, his aunt, cousin, friends, or is present only in memory, like his great-grandparents and his beautiful cousin, Shelby, may her memory be for a blessing. The time is passing. The same number of seconds, minutes, and hours will elapse today as did yesterday. So my hope and blessing to all of you, and especially to Jonah, my little dove, is that you immerse yourself in every moment. Live each moment to the fullest with the highest of God's 13 attributes, compassion, truth, righteousness, and remember that you have a purpose and that you matter and that you are counted today and every day in the congregation of Temple Emmanuel and the congregation of Israel. Shabbat Shalom.